Causes, the PKIN Security Podcast, where a pair of industry veterans talk about all matters digital certificates and PKI. I'm Tim Callen, Chief Compliance Officer at Sictigo, and I'm joined by Jason Sirocco, CTO of PKI at Sictigo. How are you doing today, Jason? Doing great, Tim. Thanks for having me. Okay, so this is a follow-up to our recent episode about the Uber breach, our episode 247. And as as a reminder for the listeners, this was a multi-stage breach, uh, part of which involved defeating somebody's one-time password MFA. I think it was one-time password through a relay site. Um, and that led you and me to think that it might be worthwhile building on this story and talking about the concept and the consequences of MFA fatigue. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Uh, just for those of you who, uh, you know, heard that previous podcast or we talked about the Uber breach, you might notice the fact that technical journalists focused on the MFA fatigue and you and I, Tim, we, we focused on the, 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 basically the chain of attack that actually occurred. And we referred to the problem of the, you know, the social engineering, the in, initial ingress of the stealing of the credential. So that's, that's, there's really kind of a fundamental difference in how you want to report on something. My choice, your choice, Tim, was to break out the MFA fatigue into its own podcast, and there's a reason for that. It's because I didn't want to associate it only with the Uber story that was really big at the time. This this affects all MFA, and and that's the truth. This this is the real point I want to make in its own podcast. So think about how many systems you have, Tim, where you are using some form of one-time passcode that's generated by goodness knows what. Could could be you know an app on your desktop, it could be an app on your mobile device, and you're asked to type in or you know copy paste whatever it is that one-time passcode right on. Right, there's so many one-time passcode form factors that are out there and they, they are all basically all vulnerable to this because the one-time passcode generation is is essentially you know when, when the whenever you you are dealing with a system that has some kind of a push notification to say hey you're trying to log into this i need to you know please you know pl- please uh Please respond with the one-time passcode or please respond with uh, basically the confirmation of the login. And any type of system that does anything like that is going to be vulnerable because if the bad guy does get a hold of your username password, we've talked endlessly about the different ways that that can happen. Basically, that bad guy can then brute force to log in as you in order, of course, to complete the authentication. They need you to complete the MFA challenge, which could be the entry of a one-time passcode, could be basically clicking on a button that says, yes, this is me, please log in. And we're now seeing more and more examples of bad guys just deciding, I'm going to bombard the victim with logging in until they finally click whatever they need to click to let me in as the attacker. And you might think to yourself, yeah, just because they're sick of it. And that's why we call it MFA fatigue. And it's not because the system is malfunctioning. It's not because the attacker has broken anything. The attacker does need to at least be able to get to the point where they prompt you, which typically means they need to have uh, achieved the goal of, of, of stealing the credential of your username and password, which is only one half of what they need. 
The second half of what they need is to have you simply click on the button that has the, the, the proper privileges that completes the authentication. I think any of us, Tim, could be vulnerable to that. I think it's, this is the reason why I wanted to call it out on its own podcast is just to let everybody know. If you start seeing, you know, a surprising, you know, a surprising prompt, hey, I didn't try to log into this. Well, should I, would I question this every single time? I think, Tim, we see so many one-time password code or, or MFA prompts. Let's just call it that. MFA prompts in general in our lives. We almost can't keep them straight anymore, Tim. Remember, you and I have made this joke before, you know, back in the old day when we all had the, the hard tokens, right? The good old RSA, you know, things that we would carry around. If you had to have multiple systems, we'd have to carry around multiple, multiple pieces of hardware. And it just got kind of crazy after a while. And then in walks, you know, software based tokens and hallelujah, that solved everything. Well, all the, now our lives, Tim, are just so MFA inundated. I got news for you. I am like, I have so many different MFA systems that I have to log. If you were to ask me, Jay, name me every, every MFA system that you have to interact with on a daily basis. I bet you I couldn't even list them all. I would forget. And so therefore, if I randomly got, you know, a, a, a login that comes up and I'll, t- I'll tell you, even where I have my own fatigue, Tim, is corporate policies. And by the way, this is not my, my current employer. This is every employer that I've ever seen, other people I've ever worked with. This is across the board. Quite often, you remember, Tim, where there used to be policies of password changes need to be happen every 90 days or whatever it was. And that was a pain in the butt. And your password, it has to be at least 18 characters long and contain one of everything you can have. And no two characters can be repeated in a row and it can't have any words that are in the dictionary. And so they become un... It's... Yeah, they were unfeasible. You could not remember them. And so you had no choice. You had to do something like write them down in a notebook. And now you're carrying around a notebook with a page in it that clearly has a bunch of your passwords in it. Yeah, it was awful, awful. So, so Tim, let's fast forward to now. And what we see is a kind of version of that, which is you probably have, Tim, a PC or, you know, Mac, whatever, that probably logs into various services that you're not necessarily directly logging into and using. Sometimes it's just your computer is logging into services and those services require an MFA challenge to be completed. Um, I, I could tell you an example of some sometimes, you know, internal corporate systems that log into various Microsoft tech technologies um, might require, you know, a computer that hasn't been turned off in, you know, a week or two or three might require a re-login, right? Even though you've been logged in, you you successfully got, you know, were challenged and, and you successfully authenticated, you might be re-challenged through time. And and those corporate policies are meant to be safe because, you know, let's make sure it's really you. But the problem is I get prompts all the time. And, and in other words, Tim, they are uns, I, I don't know. I don't know that somebody could probably come up with a better name for this unsolicited MFA prompts, right? You're just doing your business and all of a sudden you're being prompted. And it's not like you said, I'm going to open up this particular application or service. And then you get your prompt. You're using it. You're there. And suddenly there's a prompt. And I have to solve this prompt or I can't continue using it. So under those circumstances, right, I, I stop I stop questioning those prompts because there's no contextual information that I can use to tell me this one is real and that one is not. I can tell you that Microsoft Stack of Technologies does that, and it does it mostly because of enterprise, you know, IT corporate policies. But it also happens more in the, my private world where 
Apple for a long time, right? Tim, you've seen this. You've worked with Apple products. Apple for quite a while had just random authentication challenges that came out of I don't know where. And and unfortunately, it taught people to just respond to authentication challenges because I don't know what system is challenging me, but I do know that it's asking me to do this and something on my computer isn't going to work. And furthermore, if I just click cancel, I'm probably going to be asked again in five minutes. So I'm just going to say yes. In other words, I'm fatigued and I don't even care what's prompting me anymore. Just please function. We're talking about the ultimate worst way to train users about how to treat authentication. Imagine if people randomly came up to, to you with your door lock from for your personal house, walked up to you just with your door lock and said, hey, put your key in here, turn it. Otherwise, something's not going to work for you today. That's what you're being taught to do. Well, at some point, the bad guy, especially with MFA and, and the ease of stealing username and passwords, you're going to be prompted over and over and over again with some sort of challenge to a legitimate system and you won't even, you might not know what system is challenging you you even if you do know what system is challenging you you might say to yourself oh this might be must be some kind of IT glitch I don't really care. I just want these messages to go away. I, I will accept the, you know, I, I will complete the, the authentication challenge. And guess what? We now have the Uber breach. We now have all other breaches that we're hearing about as well, Tim. This is a big issue. Wanted to call it out. I think that's, that's a, that's a good one. And, you know, this has been part of a big theme we've had. We've, we've talked about various, um, ways that MFL can be defeated and, Talk about MFA not being the the be all end all that a lot of people simple sim, seem to think it is, and we've even talked about how when you're overestimating the, the effectiveness of something like MFA, that that itself actually becomes a liability. Um, and I think this is an important next piece in that that story, which is this idea of MFA fatigue. That's a great explanation, Jay, and I'm glad we talked about it today. Yeah, thanks a lot, Tim. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up that word liability again. I, I just can't get over, right? We, we've now gone from it being the savior of username and passwords to now articles like from really legitimate technical journalists such as Brian Krebs calling it a corporate liability. Folks, you should pay attention to that. I know how prevalent it is, but there are ways to rethink how we do authentication. And Tim, that's that's what we try and do in this podcast. That was our episode 245. <laughs> 245 one-time passcode as a liability. So you can go look at that one too. So you got it. Jason, thank you very much. Thank you, Tim. This is Ben Rukasis. 